0: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're going to continue with the Focus series, but talking specifically about churches, should we reinvent the wheel to match the culture around us and impact the culture? Fuller, you ready? Let's right. ride.
1: drive the bus drive the bus drive the bus now stop now pack it up now pack
0: it up now pack it up oh what are we doing right now <laughs> you said reinvent the wheel i'm thinking of driving <laughs> dude no no I, all i picture when you're doing that is the the the, the clip from hitch where where will Smith was, yes. te- was teaching how ke- uh, 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 kevin james how to dance right and he was like we don't need no pizza they got food here just <laughs> no, keep it in no, the box toss the box keep it in the box Right here. Keep it in the Right here. here. This is the happy spot. This is the sweet spot. Oh, now this
1: is my jam. But (laughs) what's up, (laughs) Fuller? Welcome back,
0: dude. Uh, We are getting... Oh, goodness. We have been crushing it, burning the candles at both end with RTC. Trying to. We've had some good interviews. We've had some good conversations. We've had some good reviews left for us. Let's see. It is a happy day
1: in RTC land. In the words of... uh, of, What's his name? Tim Allen. He goes...
0: (laughs) <laughs> to the Tool Man Taylor from Home Improvement, yeah, I so. know that show. <laughs> I know that show. Well, dude, last episode we did something a little different. Where I'm we like, did. you know what? Let's, let's let's let the people get to know us a little. We bit. We can't even call it banter anymore. We, we can't to come up, call it banter. We have to come up with something else for it now. Um, I don't know, but but last episode we had the the, the conversation of focus regarding focus. the kingdom and. Um, how we should live in this world versus being kingdom-minded versus right. like getting our, our minds off into different, different routes. And we were like, you know, this conversation, let's just tack it on to that that other episode where it's like we got to focus in on on doing what we're supposed to be doing. Got to refocus. You know how you have sermon series? Well, this is a podcast series called Focus. Accidental. Accidental. (laughs) But since it's part of the series, we figured, hey, why not ask another fun question? Maybe two, based on how much time we have. The fun
1: focus question. The fun
0: focus question. So I have an app that is called Make Talk. This is designed for people who suck at coming up with conversations to have a dinner uh, at a first date I think is what it's really for and this is not a first date but it's our it's our 80, easy 80th something date. it's our easy way <laughs> to have just a oh here's something fun to talk about rather than just yeah. oh how you doing man you've had a good week yeah, i have had a good week
1: you've yeah. had a good week yeah bro yeah yeah oh yeah. uh, finals uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh goodness but all right dude so to get today's conversation going here's a this is in the short and sweet Category. This is not personal. This mm-hmm. are our are, are deep and intimate. I mean, this is just short yeah. and sweet. Okay. What do most people think about you? That is absolutely not true.
1: That I have an extrovert personality. W- you, I'm a book reader. I'm an introvert. Well, you, I recharge by being by myself.
0: But, but when you're out in public, you're like the party, bro. I like quiet now. Quiet still. So okay. So quiet so when still. you were high school college age, you know, 21, 22 back when you were like legit the party life. Yeah. Were you still an introvert yeah. back then?
1: I like being by myself. I still do. I enjoy being by myself. So that's the thing that so, people get wrong about me. It's I, absolutely not true.
0: If someone would have asked me, I would have said you, you're you're I would have said you're more on the extroverted side. Mm-hmm. Not full-fledged extrovert. Like you're not Yeah, you're I, not, I I don't know. You're not the enneagram stuff. What what I witchcraft uh and wizardry <laughs> we'll
1: talk about that in a later episode uh i would call my if i was going to quantify it specifically uh i came up with this term it's an introvert with extrovert tendencies
0: <laughs> that's I, fair i, I that's
1: can, that's really fair i can deal with some uh with the public and and for for a couple hours and then okay. after that it's like all right i'm done i'm ready to go home like i don't want to be around people and then i get home and it's like all right let me play, you know read a book or Play a movie or whatever, but yeah, let me get in my studies. Let me get into my my lectures or something. That's like that. that's so, that's that's impressive. Yeah, so sorry for all you people. Who I did it. not know that. So See, w- look at
0: that. That's something that I didn't even know. What I would have a- got that wrong. <laughs> what about you, my friend? Oh, I don't know, man. Like a couple popped my head right away. One is I'm not as big of a Notre Dame fan as what people think I am. What? Because like I had a stage persona at church. That literally I was a bigger Notre Dame fan than the Pope. Well, you, well, you, yeah, because you played it off that way. I played it off that way. But now, now am I a big, I'm I'm a hometown guy. So if I ever leave South Bend, I'll bring Notre, I'll bring Notre Dame with me. But it's more of a hometown. It's a hometown thing. So, I mean, I, I have Notre Dame stuff. I I bought Beth and the, like when well, she even bought the girl some, I bought Beth tons of Notre Dame merch. I'm like, if you're living in South Bend, this is just who we are. South Bend is Notre Dame. We're crazy Notre Dame people. So, so if people ask, they'll, they'll ask me questions, and I'm like, I know their numbers, but I don't know any of their names besides Ian Book, our quarterback.
1: Well, he's not a quarterback anymore.
0: No, he's he's done. Or Brian Kelly. But am, am I a big Notre Dame fan? Well, yeah, of course. I I, I enjoy watching Notre Dame. I like it because the Jets fly over my house every home game. And, oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll put the game on. But I'm also one where you know, if, if, if my kids don't want to watch it, I'll, I'll literally put my AirPods on, put my phone in a different room and listen to the Notre Dame while I'm cleaning the house. Like I don't have to watch it. No. See what I
1: do is my kids watch and control the TV all the time. All I ask for is a few
0: weeks out of the year and a couple hours a week. <laughs> but see, but, but, but here's the deal. But you enjoy watching Notre Dame too. I, I, I and I watching. love watching Notre Dame, but I'm not as diehard Notre Dame fans. People think I am. Yeah. I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. So Are you? I'm Die Hard. And now, North, So, so me and my buddy Devin. Oh, we uh, here we go. I'm a big Northwestern guy. He's Nebraska. So we were trying to have a tradition where every year we went to the game, and COVID shut that down. Yeah, you know, so it's like, it's not from God. Two, <laughs> two years ago, we went to Chicago. Last year, do, uh, do you remember this turnaround? We drove down Saturday morning, got to Lincoln, came back Sunday night. No, 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 no. Was we it? came back the same day. Was it? Yeah, because um, we drove two, all the way three years through. Ago. Got a hotel, got back to South Bend because I had youth group that night. So I got back in town by 3 p.m. So, yeah, but anyway, so I'm not as big a Notre Dame one. The other one that I thought people would find interesting is I suck at, is it? Say sixth. I can't talk. No, no, no. What's (laughs) impromptu? Like impromptu speeches or things like that? I'm terrible. Like, I'm absolutely terrible. Just.
1: You don't know how to come up with things like off the top of your head. Like I mean, what you're as saying. we're
0: having a conversation, I can't, but right. if someone just says, Hey, do this, I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. Like, like so when I would preach my sermons, people would never know it, but I would write every single, I'd be talking about, oh, I write I every I've single word out. I could hand you my outline. You could follow along. <laughs> you could go preach the sermon, <laughs> but, but literally you can. Cause I write right. it in my voice. So right. I'm, I'm not good at that. Yeah. I never have been. Interesting. Yep.
1: I, I am okay with impromptu, except for when I'm nervous.
0: Which, when is that, Mr.
1: Uh, introvert? If I was up on stage in front of church, I'd be nervous. Because I'd be afraid. Like, but if
0: you're just chatting, or if you're just like, hey, give me a quick little something on, on this. You can just go. Right. Yeah.
1: I'm not afraid of people. I'm afraid of saying something wrong.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> like, fair, though. But you you know, that's fair. You know, I don't, don't f- want to speak something that's unbiblical.
1: That's my fear.
0: That's fair, though. That That is fair. Well, so, hey, there's some two things that you did not know about me and Fuller that. Hey, guess what? Now, now you, you know, do. Now you know. Well, hey, but bro, are you drinking any coffee tonight? Let's get into the coffee talk. I, talk coffee talk. We need, need, we, <laughs> we need a jingle. Someone wants to coffee send, oh, talk. If someone in RTC land wants to send us a, like a little coffee talk jingle, that'd Ooh, be dope. Like if you, someone could make a coffee talk jingle and oh, it would not be we, terrible, we would
1: so use it if it's good.
0: It doesn't even have, well. No, if it's
1: gr- if it's if it's good, it, well, it can't it, be pathetic. You have to make it like it can't just be like
0: vocals. You gotta have something in there.
1: But seriously, although, although the fun facts with Fuller, I mean, it's just vocals. So that's I, true.
0: That's true. But hey, if you guys have something fun for for fun. coffee, coffee that's, time, that it doesn't have fun. to necessarily be fun. good. It just needs to be fun, fun and high quality. Yeah. But yeah, so no, coffee not jingle. High we'll but make any of you, so coffee time. <laughs> what are you drinking I, tonight? I am drinking. Zabuble, nothing. The bubbly. dude, that's some sweet branding though for that oh, watermelon man. bubbly. It's, I love. Have you finished it yet? No. Can I, I was, have a sip? Co- it's not really COVID approved. I never had this one. No, it's it's legit. I told you there was. I have another can in your fridge. I don't want the whole thing. It's got. Oh, that, uh, that's different because I have oh, like I have Lacroix oh, watermelon. That's oh, less fizzy.
1: Oh, it's that's it's good. The good stuff. That's the, good. The aha from Aldi though. Oh aha! Uh-huh. It's the watermelon light. No, you can get that at a uh, Kroger, I think too, though. I don't know. Right. I just always out from
0: Aldi. But, anyways, no, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking the bubbly watermelon. Bookmark. I'm drinking what coffee drinking? tonight. So, well, I guess today, whenever you're listening, I don't know. Um, I am actually drinking a local brew. Not this stuff. This is our RTC Ooh. coffee if you want some. That's a local, local. Hit us brew. up. Um, but this is from a coffee shop in Elkhart and Goshen, the Electric Brew, which, yes. if you know our friend yes. Joel DeMott, Joel, Joel DeMott is a huge. Electric brew fan. In the words of Trump, he's huge. He's huge. <laughs> uh, but I am drinking their Rwandan blend because I, so yeah. I was in the coffee shop and I said, you know, like, I'm waiting in line, you know, and I just see all these coffees and it's whatever. And I saw a Rwandan. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a Rwandan coffee. So oh, I, yeah. th- without hesitation, I'm like, I want this, please. So,
1: so one thing we really need to discuss with uh, Joe Frerix since he's moving to Peru here okay. in about a month. That was a segue. Is well, here's why: is that he needs to send us up some green coffee beans straight from Peru. He can be our direct trade. Well, I'll pay for the shipping.
0: Joe. Um,
1: is is that smuggling?
0: No, not, is that? Is that, a, is that well, it's
1: how is it any different than they, C- already, ship up the co- yeah, but they already ship up the but, coffee? But
0: don't they have to like get stuff approved from customs if it's like Probably. food? I don't know. I'm just saying, Joe, work your magic. I mean, Joe, if you got a hundred and three percent of your support raise, use that other three percent to send us some coffee. That's, I mean that's what i I
1: would send you the money to have you send us the coffee. I don't care. i am just I but want that some, would be cool. I want some of that direct trade.
0: But yeah, so I'm drinking this Rwandan blend, which we talked about. This yeah. it all these uh, all the African roasts have a they're very like, earthy tones. They're not. They're not fresh and bright. They're more of a. They're dark and subtle and, and a bitter, almost like a bitter, but a good bitter. Because they're darker. You're right. 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 So
1: right. it's a, it's very and a very earthy. Mm-hmm. Um. Not like dirt, but like not like eating beets.
0: But it but doesn't have like a, like a South African or um or the uh, yeah. There's no, Caribbean. It's not like, bright. Sh- it it doesn't have a sharp taste. It's Not floral or fruity, but it's smooth. It's smooth. So it smooth. smooth. Well, so smooth. It's a little stale, but well, it's it's like. That's because you don't. This drink is it gonna sound time. bougie. Oh, I bought this and then we didn't get to drink it because it's stu- it's it's probably about a month old in terms of it's it's probably it's probably about maybe four to six weeks, which that sounds really bougie when you're like four to six
1: weeks. Twenty eight days it starts going stale after, and that's if you have it sealed really good.
0: And and I decided sealed in the bag. So, yeah, so it, but it, but still, it's smooth. It's yeah. a good hit. It's one of those hits that I don't want in the morning, but like around three o'clock, this is this is one it's of my the hits to pick me up midday. Pick me up. Yeah, when you want something just smooth and steady, not like bright.
1: So Anywho, anyways,
0: Mark, do we have any reviews we today? We do. All right. This review is from Andy Donato. So far, this is my one of my favorite reviews. Andy Donato. This is, this is one of my favorite ones. All right, He's from got? Michigan, which is super Ooh. cool, he said. Uh, so he says that my son wanted a solid Christian podcast centered on interesting conversation and that was also theologically sound. I have only listened to a few episodes so far, but I have found them very helpful and in line with scripture. Thank you for this ministry and giving me a Christian podcast that I feel comfortable recommending to my son. When I feel like <laughs> when made it and we're done recording. I mean, we're when, not having no more episodes.
1: That's when, it. When you that's recommend it. us to your kids, I, I feel Jeez. honored. I feel honored.
0: Well, that's I just it, honored. man. Like, that's it. Like, I feel like this is one, one of the best reviews. Cause he's like, I I want to send this to my son. So yeah, Andy Donato, Donato, just some, whatever. Is it Donato? Andy, Andy from Michigan. Andy from Michigan. That's <laughs> what it says. Dude, hit us up. Email us with your contact info, and we'll send both you and your son a oh, mini swag bag. There with we stickers go. and like buttons, which we need to order more buttons, I think. Stickers, stickers, and, stickers buttons. and buttons. And, yeah. Who knows? And a business card. And Well, that's true, because, you know. We always send a business card. We got, we got, well, sometimes I forget. Sometimes I do forget. I'm sorry, Shame on. I'll send you my personal business card for my. No, I'm kidding. No, we don't but want anywho, that. so anyways, let's get Annie from Michigan. Dive, oh man, all it's... you other people who have left us reviews, thank you again. You could only leave it on Apple iTunes, but we know we have a big Spotify listening crowd, and you so can thank always you. get a hold of us on our Facebook page or through email. So. Yep, that's it. So we're 14 minutes in, so I guess it's time to start the conversation. <laughs> but here's the deal: we're gonna have an interesting, different level of conversation tonight. But it's not going to be overwhelmingly long,
1: I don't think. I mean, it could be, I guess. We're going
0: to find out. I mean, who knows? We are pretty bad But at um, I'm just
1: going to kick back here. And we
0: relax. have no show notes for this episode. W- the show notes are four
1: bullet four, points four that are points. Points. like five words. Because this is
0: going to be a conversation. That's it. So something that that we talked about, I mean, this is this is a conversation that we've actually had on our podcast list for over a year. This one's... Well, this is by, by Paul, Paul right Ingram, this is yeah. this is a Paul Lindgren one is f- the friend of the show asking the question of is uh, or is church reinventing the wheel should the church reinvent the wheel? Mm-hmm. what does that even mean um and then here's the question that I've been thinking about is it's not the fact of does church need to reinvent the wheel but has the church in the past reinvented the wheel and we need to fix it mm-hmm. i think is is okay. is the biggest question all right um you know this this is something that that I've thought about in terms of here's ways that the church has reinvent the reinvented the wheel when it comes to the church and, and discipleship and following Jesus and all these different things. Cause when you look at the old test am oh, sorry, the New Testament, what how do you see the church worshiping, you know? Specifically in Acts two, forty-two, you see them, they're they're gathering together, they're they're you know, praying, they're studying the apostles' teachings, they're breaking up bread, they're having communion, they're having all things in common, they're living life together, and God's adding to their number daily. Right. And what are they doing? By the thousands. By thousands! I mean, it's just absolutely unreal. The the explosive growth of the gospel is absolutely nothing short of a miracle of what happened, especially in the midst of all the persecution. But what was the church known for way back in the day? Um, We have letters from, um, I think it was a Roman... Roman governor where it's like, I know like Christians are supposed to be bad, but they're, 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 they're bringing in orphans. They're, they're Is it Tysidius? They're bringing in kids and they're raising them as their own. Right. They're giving um, widows and orphans a place at the table. They're, they're doing all these beautiful things. And even throughout all of church history, um, who started all of the major universities in America? It was Christians and, and, and in light of training pastors for the ministry, right. Yale, Harvard, Princeton, um, Princeton actually Northwestern. I found out was started by the Methodists to train Methodist preachers, and mm. here in the Midwest, no wonder why it sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're the Ivy League in ah. the Big Ten, but um, <laughs> but you know, you see the university in terms of we want to educate the mind of the people. Sunday school was started right. to teach impoverished kids how to read. Right, it was just to teach them how to read and how to how to be a person. Um, hospitals. There's still, that's what Catholic hospitals are the most popular hospitals around. It was all about loving people. It's all about reaching out and, and loving people. Right. But nowadays, when you see how the church operates, I kind of wrote down four different things that I see the church doing today. And I want to see, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And how we should respond to it? And what should we actually be doing as Christians when it comes to church and church life? So, I got f- just four bullet points. That's all I got for right, that. Just the it. four bullet points of ways church try to reinvent the wheel. One is the church creates programs rather than foster relationships. Mm. We'll get into that in a bit. Another one is we create positions and titles instead of developing leaders. Ooh. Like we want to give the title away rather than just all, right. all, all people are pastors and leaders. Third one is we want to create worship experiences instead of gathering to worship. Mm. The fourth one is we create evangelism events instead of just sharing your faith everyday moments. So, you know, when you see the church in today's culture, you, you see specifically with the first one w- where we create programs rather than just foster relationships. So we see the student ministry, the kids ministry, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the deacon ministry, the outreach team, men's the, breakfast, men's breakfast. Um, you see even the teams that are, Lady Nights, they're, they're, uh, they're designed to set the stage and, and do all these different things. Um, worship teams, uh, other ones for our churches. We had like the student leadership team. VBS we had teams. VBS. We had one-on-one discipleship. We had right. the hostess team. We had the greeter ministry. We had right. all these different programs. And the question that I've always had is, do we create these programs because we feel like we just need to create programs? Is that a good well, thing? And, is that a bad thing? And does the church need them? And, and that's, that's a valid question. And I think really
1: COVID has proven that no, they're not necessary because I mean, I mean, we don't have a lot of those, like, in our personal church. I guess I can only speak for our personal church. Right, but, right. But a lot of those teams went bye-bye for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, months, like six months, they were just not there, and yet the church still functioned. So were they necessary for the church well, to function? Well, no. did the
0: church function because of Facebook? In terms of our live worship oh, gatherings? like YouTube. You know it, what I yeah. mean? Okay, right. right. Yeah. Uh, um, And and that begs the question of what even is the purpose of gathering together as a church, right? Like, could do do we have to do it this way? Can we do it different ways?
1: So I think it's important to not forsake the assembly of the brethren, right? Uh, So that's that's scriptural. Um, That's uh, what is that um, supposed to? Yes, the book of James, I think. think think. James, first Peter, one of the two. It's in the New Testament. It's (laughs) It's in the NT. (laughs) Um, You're going to look it up now, sure am. Thank you. Uh,
0: But. What Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 25. We weren't even we weren't even close, we weren't guys. Even close. Nope. We, we, we said New Testament. Uh but what
1: <laughs> we, we say, you know, we have all these things, but how is the church supposed to function?
0: Like what's the purpose of it? Right. We, well, see, the, we see that we're not supposed to forsake the assembly. Well, the the, the purpose of the church is, the church is not a, it it's a living organism. The The people make up the church because right. the church is, what's the, what's the what's, term of, what's the gathering of the church, I guess, is what's the purpose of the gathering of the church? It's to edify, to build up one another and, and help us honestly worship God together because it's, the Bible talks about, you know, it's to foster relationships. It's togetherness and, of when one falls, the other can pick each other up. A quarter of two can be easily broken, but a cord of three Ain't it gonna happen. Is is uh, a
1: father son or a mother daughter relationship? Is that like a teacher student relationship, or is that a relationship? Because you, we're, they're being taught, right? Right. So, uh, the, I guess the way I've always looked at the edifying, the building up, the training, the you know, the equipping portion, um, I see it as a fostering of relationships. You said here, like create programs rather than foster or foster the relationships. Yep. I think I see it in the New Testament. I see it with my own children. That that that's a fostering of the relationship rather than creating a program to equip. Mm-hmm. And I think my opinion of it is that nowadays a lot of churches create
0: programs rather than the, foster but, but the But the question is why? Like, why are they creating these programs in the first place? You right. Know? I, I think it's um,
1: I think it's out of convenience. It's out of the Christian, Western Christian culture mindset, I guess, is okay where I would be at with it. If you're asking for my opinion. Yeah, no, this, this is opinion. <laughs> I mean, the whole, this is, the whole this is episode true, is opinion it, time, it, yeah, man. This is just a, this is a conversation. Right. Like This is full-fledged conversation. Yeah. But I, I would say that it's probably because Western Western culture, Christianity, um, we are a of the mindset of schedules. And mm. don't mess with my schedule. And it's going to be from this time to this time and after that, I'm going out to lunch. I'm going home to watch
0: football or whatever I'm going to do. In church is normally an afterthought. Like, it's not the one of the main things. It's, it's a checkbox. Yeah. We've created a checkbox church. Ooh, I like that. Check. But, <laughs> but you know, but you see, even in with the Jews on, you know, Shabbat, like, that was a whole day.
1: They, they, well, You know, so, that, so there's yes. still intentionality in the, behind in, it. In the, in the church, yes, it, but it was a whole day of, what, dedication to God and to loving others.
0: Yeah, like you were supposed to... You brought people in, you... Always, yeah.
1: And even in the early church, you know, we see, okay, well, they were still worshiping in synagogues on Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. But they were also getting together on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day. Mm. So it was was not even like, okay, we're just going to do one day for two hours. It's like, no, we're going to do two days all day long. (laughs) Like, there was an intentional about growing the relationship and fostering those relationships. And who was it? Well, it was the church leaders. It was the the you know Peter, James, the brother of Jesus, Paul, Barnabas. These are the guys that were like, "Hey, I'm gonna live life with you, but I'm also equipping you while I'm living life." Mm. You know, it's not like, "Hey, Mark, I'm gonna preach a sermon to you in my program, and then you have a good week. I'll see you next Sunday." Right? Like, no, they lived life. They were intentional about, hey. It's a, it was just like Jesus, how he taught his disciples. They asked questions, he answered the questions. He also preached to the crowds, but he was a lot of the time answering the questions of the disciples. It was fostering of the relationship.
0: And, and where does that mindset come from? And I think it comes from consumer consumer Christianity, I consumerism. I agree. You know, I got an article here. Sorry, I guess I do have a show note. But I have one article where it says, 21 Challenges Facing the 21st Century Church by uh, Brett McCracken. He actually, he's written four, four books. One is One is Hipster Jesus. Um, another one, I th- is it called uncomfortable? I mean, basically, it's like, how is the church supposed to love the neighbor and how we're not doing it well? Um, but in this, he wrote down 21 challenges that today's church is facing. And honestly, dude, it's unreal. Like, one of them is biblical illiteracy, one it's is so true. One is just presence of connecting to God and with others, um, yes. one is uh, disembodied tendencies, uh, where it says, we increasingly live our lives across sc- screens, apps, phones. Our relationships are digital and not (laughs) physical. Compartmentalization where we have, like, you know, this is the church life. This is the work life. This is the the whatever. Um, Another one is boredom. Mm. People get bored easy. Um, I won't read the whole one. uh, But one of them, number six, is the temptation to reinvent the wheel, which I think is... Very interesting. We're going to put this in the show. I mean, it's already in the oh, show notes. For the link for sure. So yeah. all you
1: got to do, if you want to read the whole article, you can click on the link.
0: But this is the specific one I wanted to read because this one's stupid cool. Right, uh, well, no. it's actually not, not cool. It's kind of sad when you think about it. It's stupid cool, but sad. Um, but con- So consumer Christians is one of the biggest challenges facing the 21st century church. And he says, the ubiquity, I like that word, the ubiquity of consumerism in late capitalism, has fully infiltrated the church to the extent that, quote unquote, church shopping and, quote unquote, what I get out of the sermon are things we say without even thinking about it. People go to Sunday services to get something, they choose a church that fits them and match their checklists and preferences, just as one would choose a new car or a new pair of jeans. But churches must challenge rather than cater to this mentality. Church mm-hmm. is a place where members of a body come together for the purposes. Beyond themselves, right. sorry, I got to chill thinking. Beyond themselves, um, it's an invitation. Invitation? It's a it, yeah. I guess it, it's it's an invitation to join Christ in what He is already doing in the world. Not an invitation for Christ to affirm our self actualization. Mm, that's some heavy stuff. That's good stuff. Though. So so I like that he he even put the fact of um, church is a place where members of a body come together for the purpose beyond themselves. And, you know, in, in today's Christian world, um, you know, obviously being a pastor at an institutionalized church, and I was a youth pastor who ran programs, and I'm a program guy. Like, I, oh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm the first to right. admit, and I'm not saying, like, this, this is a fault of mine, and this is something I've admitted before, is I love programs. Why? Because programs are clean. Programs have instructions. They have guidelines. They have parameters. It's not messy. Right. It can be messy inside of it. But, you know, no, we have youth group from this time to this time. If it's this time and your parents not here, just please get them here better next week because it's already 830. We've, we ended an hour ago. Right. I just want to go home. Right. Um, or we have other programs to do all these different things. And we want to create all these programs. And then the problem is, is these programs, which personally are not a bad thing in and of themselves, they become idols because we can't mm. kill the programs. Um, so like one program that we did and I wanted for intentionality's sake was we created the student leadership team. Right. And the whole idea of this, again, it, it was a program, it was a program, but it taught teens how to, okay, how do I teach a sermon? How do I plan events for teenagers? Um, I'm supposed to be the leader. How can I serve those in the student ministry? Right. So it was a program with parameters for intentionality of raising up leaders to go out into the world. Yet it was still a program, but it was still a program. But, but what was the purpose of that program was it was to foster relationships because it actually gave me a select few to intentionally pour into that. I could yeah. check up in on. And there was actually a level of, yeah, this is what you signed up for. So I'm going to call you out on it if you're not doing it. But what's the difference between that and
1: discipleship? There's not, but why do we call it a program? Why do we make it into a program? Honestly? And not just use it as discipleship.
0: In one sense, it creates accountability for those inside of it. Because if there's just a program, oh, this is all I have to do. Right. Gets people to show up. Right. But
1: do you think there was not a sense of responsibility amongst the disciples in Jesus or against Timothy and Titus to Paul or against uh, Barnabas to John Mark? You don't think there was accountability there? Oh, 100% as, as there was accountability. Oh, And it my wasn't goodness. a program. It was right. just a, It was a – a mentor type person being a mentor. I'm right. just mentoring you. Hey, this is, we're going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go along. Let's come on. Let's do this. But I think
0: in one sense, could programs cause people to step up to the plate too? Like, cause we had a one-on-one discipleship program. It, well, we didn't advertise it. Well, see, this, is, this is what we did where we connected is, people together. This is where you and I probably
1: differ a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I believe there's gifts that are given and there's callings that are, that are to be had given by God. And, and, not everyone is called for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the intention of the heart has to be seen by the teacher, right? right. The, the mentor is supposed to, I, I think of Jesus, right? You talk about the most raggedy bunch of guys that he could get. I mean, you got a tax collector, a couple fishermen. I mean, think about the guys who, who he went and chose, but right. he knew, well, obviously he was Jesus. He got a like Right, so he knew their heart. before you knew them Mm -hmm. now see we're in a different area here so we're talking slt we'll just use that since that's what that's what i brought up yeah so you already know these kids they're in your youth group so you can kind of see where they're at Mm -hmm. and then you can choose them now if you say hey i'm looking for volunteers for the
0: slt no i mean i had to sign up like there was an application and it was long it was intentionally long
1: and that's what i'm saying like now it's a job right it's not it's not a calling it's a job Mm. And that's where the, that's why I said you and I see a little bit differently on that. And
0: that's okay. But, but this is one reason that that made me nervous about it and why a lot of youth pastors who even were at mega churches killed their SLT programs because it goes to the second bullet point of now we just gave like someone a title, right? Not and, just develop leaders to go out and do what you're supposed to do.
1: And here's the thing with titles. Okay. This is, again, I'm going to it's it, there's a calling, mm-hmm. there's a humbleness that should be go along. I, I think of, of Scott,
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Scott does not hold his pastoralship title over people's head. Like, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm better than you because I'm a pastor. No. He's like, he, he does, he's, he's Paul. I'm the chief of sinners. Like, and I'm right, right there with yeah, you. Yeah, he is like, very much. Now, he does have a title and it deserves respect, but he doesn't flaunt the title. Nope. So when you're doing an application versus a calling, you don't know if there's the humbleness. Because there's a big part when you're in a leadership position that there should be a humbleness with it.
0: Because what's the leader supposed to do? What they're supposed to be the servant, Right. a servant leader.
1: Right. And if you look at some qualifications and and callings and uh, the gifts of the spirit and stuff like that, humbleness is a big thing in there. Um, you know. You
0: can go back to, like, what, a few episodes and hear me sing the Fruit of the Spirit song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget how many episodes ago it was. No, like but, two or three.
0: Uh, it was more than that. I don't know, but it's anyway, like keep going. Five, keep going. Anyways, so, so humility is a big one.
1: So I think humility and humbleness and a calling – um, those are all important things, a calling. And what I mean by calling is that's a gift, right? We don't mm-hmm. all have the same gifts. This is why we're a corporate body. Right. This is why we need each other. But the apostle to...
0: Paul does say, you know, he who seeks to be an elder seeks after a good thing, seeks after a good thing. Doesn't mean he necessarily gets that right
1: because there are some who are gifted, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I can seek after an eldership, but if I'm going to be like, well, I'm, I'm pretty prideful. Would the church want me as an elder, even though I'm seeking after it? No, because I'm prideful. Like right. that's not the example that needs. To and be there's set. some
0: guys that are better. I mean, a lot of guys in our small group. Like, if you ask them to teach, they they would quiver. But if you ask them to do anything with their hands, well, oh, they're right on they'll it. They'll build you the Taj Mahal, man. Right, exactly. Nathan and so Hornig, I want a Taj Mahal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Axelberg, I'd like a swimming pool. <laughs> Cheers. He's gonna bring the uh, the digger out for us. Anyways. So, yeah, I mean, we all have different gifts, and and I believe there's special callings. And just because you have a gift, you should use your gift. Right. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily right for the position that you may want. Mm-hmm. It may be a different position God has in mind for you. And this is where we go back to our little bit of disagreement with God's will. With God's will. So, and I, you know, me, I believe in a sovereign God, and not that you don't, I'm not trying to Imply that? No, but, I do. But no, you good. But but a sovereign, the sovereignty of God, and and how holy he is, and how everything that happens is because of His will. It's His perfect will why everything happens, and we have to we have to train our ears to listen to, to Him mm. for His will, um, and then that and, and and wait for His leading because He's gonna know where He wants
0: us to go. So yeah, I like it. No, so so let's keep moving so on with this on, then. Yeah. So you know, this is something that going back to that list of. The twenty-one challenges facing the twenty-first century church. You read boredom. We read consumerism. We read. Um, here, here's another one: is uh, whoop the idol of autonomy's one, where they said each church wants to be their own church and create their own denominations, which mm. is is a big one. Um, the struggle for for balance when it comes to. Big sermons, little sermons. Big worship set, little worship set. Um, there's an aversion to commitment because I, I don't want to join your church because what happens if something bigger comes comes down the church road? Church hoppers. Um, there's even podcasts like why do I need to listen to Scott when I can get Amy Stanley whenever I right. want? So I don't need to go to church. Right. I can listen to Jeff Durbin all day long. Exactly. You could do whatever you yeah. want to do. But so right. all of these um, different problems that face the 21st century church, uh, some churches go. We will do whatever what anything that we can do besides sin to reach the loss for Jesus. So like there's some churches that are huge that put production literally up. seven figures into their production every right. single year. Right. So they can reach the loss. And I'm not saying anything wrong because I like I know Life Church down in Oklahoma City um with uh, Craig Rochelle, like because they have so like you know, it's, it's, it's gonna sound bad because they have so much money, they've created the U Version Bible app and they give it right. all away for free. Right. All their curriculum they give away for free. Um, they stream their sermons, and they actually get people from the ten thirty or uh, ten forty window who have internet who secretly watch their online services because they 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 can't do anything open public, right? which I think is still pretty cool and pretty fascinating. But should we as church lean into the culture when it comes to, okay, so we've created these massive worship experiences to to entertain, to make sure it's not boring, to make sure it's witty, to make sure it's creative? all these different things, did the church reinvent the wheel and do we need to go back? Or, you know, I think the Bible calls, I, th- I think Christians should be the most creative people on the planet because we serve the, the creator. And you even see throughout all the Old Testament with the, the the beauty of art that God even had for for his, his own holy temple. Um, and I'm a creative. Like, I create mm-hmm. sermon graphics and all the different things for our church even too. But... What's the main thing when it comes to worship gathering experiences? Well, we talked about this on another podcast before, I, I, you know?
1: Again, you know, as far as the creative side creativity is a good thing. There are a lot of the good things that are are given from God, but there's also a lot of bad. Mm. Like somebody was creative and created the atomic bomb. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm, not good. I mean, we <laughs> somebody was creative and created uh, the drug cocaine. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, you know what I mean? So creativity, right. just saying creativity, that's good because the creator, is you know, he's creative. Is uh,
0: Yes, yes and no. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of like video and like pictures. And, right. And, and, and worship, like, like church will spend millions right. on their worship right. environments. Right, right. yeah. You so know?
1: I, I think it gets back to what is your focus, mm. right? This is the focus series. What's your focus? Is your focus on loving the Lord your God, your heart with all your mind, soul, strength, and loving others as yourself, loving others as Christ loves them? Or is it how we want to love and how we want to do this and how we want to do that? And it's not about what God wants and it's not about what they need because I can water down the gospel because that'll draw more people in. And people will be like, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I'll become a Christian because it's a watered-down gospel. But is that what they need? Is that what God Mm. wants? Are we putting so much focus in Again, it's a balance, right? It's mm-hmm. just like anything. Too much of anything. And we talked about this last podcast. Too much focus on anything, you can make it an idol. Is too much focus on the production becoming an idol? Or is it not? I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. a valid it's, question. It's hard to say this is black and white. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to say it's black and white because we don't know the hearts of the, those who are doing this, mm-hmm. right? But I would caution those if if I don't even know if probably nobody's listening that's on the bigger end that we're talking <laughs> about here that'd be cool but if they were that's yeah awesome but uh I would caution them and say what is your focus is your focus on reaching the lost because you want to be the ambassador and show them Christ or is it because you want to draw people in because you want the numbers
0: so so and now I mean even people on the conservative spectrum I mean again going back to recovery fundamentalists, I listen to it a lot um, they're talking about pastors who even in the independent fundamental world will walk in, look at the church numbers and boost it just because it makes them feel better. So yeah. this so there's not one side that does it better or worse than right. the other. It's right. just the light, sounds, and haze tends to get more of the heat for that than right. than the conservative churches. And, but and
1: and again, I'm not that speaking, goes back to the why behind the what. I personally do not like it. I don't like all the lights and haze and and but you do. And I think if it's done with the correct heart. It could be used by God. I, I'm not stupid right. enough to put God in a box, but I think you have to be careful, and you have to be careful even with this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow a, a guitar in here because you know voices only, 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 only acapella music only, and nope, no, no other. Is that like a reverse idol, which is still an idol? Right, exactly. Oh, it, it can be like it's, it's all about the heart. What's the heart behind it? Is it you're doing this because you're doing it for God? Is it doing it because you're putting extra laws? I mean, I think about um, the Judaizers and even the circumcision party in the New Testament church, in the early church, there was a party called the Circumcision Party where right. they believed that it, you, Gentiles could become Christians, but they had to they had to convert, basically, to Judaism. They had to be circumcised. Mm. And this is what the whole Jerusalem Council was about, where Paul brings Titus and is like, here's Titus, are you telling me he's not filled with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is what... Um, affirms who is saved and who is not saved. this is back in the church Mm -hmm. early church and it's like they're like well (laughs) we can't say he's not you know (laughs) we can't say he's not but abstain from these james goes well abstain from these things because um it'll cause your brother to stumble and again we go back we don't want to be a stumbling block we want to appeal to the weaker brother that whole argument that was going on um in the early church and so we gotta look at that too, like, is it a legalistic thing?
0: Right. Because like, there's even the Pharisees where Jesus, like, hey, yeah, you're giving ten percent, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, but last time I checked, you haven't shown any love or grace or humility right. or kindness or forgiveness. Right. Or, to you,
1: or you're praying out in the public because you want eyes on you and you're doing these things that look righteous, but it's not so, really
0: So a lot of what the church does is so you're saying, just just to make sure that that I understand, mm-hmm. is it's not so much what the church is doing so long as what is the heart you're trying to, like what's the heart behind it? What's the goal that you're trying to do?
1: I mean, yes and no, there, there is obviously there's things that the Bible speaks out against that. We're not going to, I'm not going to go to the red light district and hop in bed with somebody and, and break it's my to tell vow about to, Jesus. Yeah. Break my vow to my wife and break my vow to God to tell them about Jesus. Like that's, you don't like, it, you don't do that. Not everything is acceptable. So, um, Uh, you have to be careful in what you do. You don't want to, you don't want to sin in the process of, uh, and of the, um, the call to win souls. First of all, we don't win souls. It's not (laughs) Mm -hmm. up to us. Right. And, And we talked about that kind of touched about it with the Calvinist and Arminius conversation. We had a few podcasts ago. Um, I think we have to be careful in all things, and we have to check our heart. We should be checking our heart daily. All these leaders, anything we do, we should check our heart. What's the heart behind it? Is it for self gratification? Like, am I doing this because hey, I want to look, I want to look good, or am I doing it because hey, I really love people, or am I doing it because I love God? Or you know, what's the what's the heart behind it? We don't want to be the empty, whitewashed tomb. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be that. Uh, we want to be filled with the Spirit. We want to have that connection. We want to do things in um, the right heart, and out of love for God and love for others. And I think that has to be the focus, since this is the focus here. It's the focus, right. That has to be the focus of everything that we do. Everything we do should be focused on God and what he says and what he wants,
0: not what we want. You know, something that I personally struggle with, uh, I mean, right now it's not a personal struggle because I, I have a church family that I love and that we we, we gather together and we worship together and we We're we're trying to impact our world one life for Christ at a time. Right. Um, But, you know, I think of like a church I went to in college where, you know what, I served there. The people were great. Was the worship great? Actually, I mean, the the guy who led worship was, I mean, he was a young guy and he could sing and he was an awesome dude. So our music actually wasn't terrible. Um, And the pastor was a phenomenal guy. It was just a backwoods church of 40 people because it was in a backwood town. Like it was just, your your, your church can only grow to your kingdom impact anyways. Um, But, you, you know, you see some church or you hear of other people where it's like, Look, I'm trying, but the pastor just can't preach for beans or right. the, not the fact that there's nothing here for my kids, but my kids are fighting me to go to church. And they, they, they think this is all church is and they hate, and they're starting to hate the church and like, why, why this, why that? Right. And you know, parents have this struggle of, okay, I don't want to be a consumer and go, okay, what can serve my needs the best. Right. But at the same token, if we're supposed to be gathering together as a community to help do this thing together, I need to find a community of people with the same values and with the same heartbeat and want to do something together and find a community in that, which is hard to do. If a church, like, you know, if someone walks in, like they have kids like, Oh, well I want other people with young families with kids to be here. And the pastor goes, me too. So can you stay so we can try to get this thing going? Ah, I don't know. Well, again, it goes, it goes back to two things. It goes back to
1: what's the will of God, have you prayed about it? What What's God leading you to? Mm. Right? Have you really listened? Have you really prayed? I don't think anything should be done in haste. Really search God and His will, and then what's your motivation? Those are the two things I always come back to. What's your motivate? What's your heart motivation? Mm. Do you want to go to the church for kids so you can have kid your kids can have friends at church, even though things whatever you know you may not disagree with or you may agree. With, I mean, who who knows, right? Um, or are you going because hey? Like, this is where God's calling me to. I want to love on these people. The church is messy. The church has always been messy.
0: Mm-hmm. And First,
1: First Corinthians showed us that. <laughs> the Galatians, Galatians, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're going to a church because you don't think it's going to be messy, and as soon as it gets messy, you bail, there's a problem. There's a problem. Your heart and your motivation wasn't right. Mm. Um, take a step back. Pray, seek God's face. Um, wait. My my personal opinion is wait for an answer. Don't make a move in a church without a clear direction. Mm. Otherwise, you could walk away from a church and you could just be wandering. And now you're by yourself, and now you're your prime bait for Satan. Mm. When you're not plugged in and surrounded by brothers to help keep you accountable or sisters, uh, now you're open for to be misled. Mm. To start, maybe getting some false doctrine in there, and and it's not going to be big stuff. Usually, Satan doesn't work in big things. Look at what he did in the garden; it was just some slight twist. Of, did God really say that? Mm-hmm.
0: That's all he did. He asked, "Did God really say that?" Are you sure? Mm-hmm.
1: And that pff, look what happened now. And, <laughs> and
0: that's what's hard is you know when when times get rough, what do people in the church usually do? Is they usually like, pull away? Well, that's that's human nature. Human right. nature is to.
1: Um, things aren't going the way I thought they were would. I'm either mad. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm embarrassed. Um, there's a multitude of things that can happen to go. I'm going to pull away from the church. Or I'm going to pull away from God because I don't like this and I'm uncomfortable. Well,
0: uh, and I get that. Cause I found myself in that spot the, too.
1: You know, God didn't come. I love this. <laughs> I love this line from the chosen. I'm a huge chosen fan. Dallas Jenkins. If you're watching, I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> There's a line where the the guy who's playing the character of Jesus, um, the Pharisees are coming up and they're questioning him. He's eating in Matthew's house, and, and he's like, uh, he's like, I didn't come to save the the well. He goes, the do- or the doctor didn't come to save the well. He comes to to heal the sick, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Like that, if you realize, if you realize that even though we've been saved, we're not saved by us. It's all through him. We're still without him. We're still sick. We walk away from him and his and his body. We're sick again. Like there's there's a sickness, and it's not. I'm not saying like okay, you're gonna f- you're gonna go do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I am saying you, you get into dangerous ground mm. when you're not plugged in. You get into dangerous ground. Um, now plugged in looks differently for people, especially during this time of COVID. I mean, right. there's there's a lot of high risk people, and I'm not saying like. Again, I'm not saying stuff can't be utilized and have good intentions behind it because there definitely is. The, the live stream stuff has been very useful during this time of COVID.
0: It's useful, but I mean, even you know Scott has said it, and Sochi said like this is not the ideal. You it's know? not. It's not. But it's, it's cool. Well, it's awesome. We're we're blessed by it.
1: That's the thing. It's it's all right. You have to recognize, do what you, do this for as long as you need to do it. But as soon as you don't need to do it get your butt back in church. (laughs) Like that's the thing. And I, and don't get comfortable with it because this shouldn't be the norm. Mm. Uh, We keep hearing, well, this is the new normal. This is the new normal. Well, it shouldn't be. Um, But I also, I, I feel for the, the people that are high risk. I feel for the people with young families who um, they may, they're not living in fear, but they're, they're being smart and trying to be good stewards of what God has given them. I, I know for me, Um, for a long time, it was a toss up. Like, do I, do I expose my family to something that doesn't need to be exposed for the sake of just going to church Mm -hmm. to, to, to be there? Um, when I was still connecting with you, I was still connecting with brothers and sisters inside of our church. Um, my tribe I was still connecting with. I may not have been going and hearing a sermon live. I was still hearing the sermon. I was still talking to Scott. I was still talking to Sochi. I was still talking. You know, I was still talking. I was connected. I just wasn't there.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But you were to the best of your ability.
1: Yeah, so there's a fine line to say, oh, we shouldn't use live stream. People should get their butts back in church right now, even though there's a pandemic, don't live in fear it's a lot more complicated than that. It's not black and white. It's not that way for everybody's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you put your life at risk to be, to hear a Sunday sermon or do you plug in in different ways? Do you plug in through zoom calls, through FaceTime, through Marco Polo, um, through phone calls? I mean, there, there's lots of ways to plug in, in this
0: digital. age. And it, a lot of it, from what I'm hearing you say, goes back to that whole consumerism aspect where a lot of people want to go to church just to go to check church, the box right. of you know what, man. I I I am life is hard. I'm not doing so great. I know I need to get back into church. Um, you need Jesus, right? Right. <laughs> church you know? ain't
1: gonna save you. Jesus will. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, but you still want the protection of the brethren. Yeah. So yeah. It's a it's a balancing act. It's it's getting back to the what we talked about last week. Balancing the the. The world, the consumerism, mm-hmm. and balancing the kingdom.
0: Yeah, or and and, and I think that's itself. the focus that goes back to it. even even the last thing because you know we've already talked about create programs instead of fostering relationships, create position and titles instead of just developing you know just general leadership. Oh, I just whacked my microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, create worship experiences instead of you know gathering to worship, and then create evangelism events instead of sharing your faith moments. And that that last one goes right along with it. The fact of you don't need to have a, okay, today's outreach day. So we're going to go share Jesus with people because this is the one day we do it all the other tracks, all the other days. You can just stay home, do your thing. When you're working at, at work, don't let nobody know you're a Christian. Don't do anything about it. Um, you know, we're, we're called to share our faith and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn. I'm just going to share a personal story. You know, I actually, uh, I had an interview with the 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 city to to work in their marketing department to help their parks and mm-hmm. venue. um ended up not getting a gig it's I. Right. But you know, I actually was able to share my faith about three or four different times in that interview. right Um now, part of it was because of they were asking about experience, all these different things, and my contact is church world because what have i've done? i've I've been a youth pastor, a creative pastor, right. an associate pastor, all these different things. Um, but I was able to say, you know what? a lot of because they asked me why why do you want to do this? And I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone has, I, I believe that everyone has value and worth and equal dignity and equal rights because everyone's made in God image. I was right. able to actually talk about God and Jesus a couple times in the interview, right. not because I was trying to, like, I didn't use it as a platform to soapbox my faith, Right. but that's just what, that's who I am. Like I can't separate it from not, And that's why, yeah, I mean... You know, go back to the tattoo conversation. This is one reason why I have my tattoo, is it's a mark that I'm a Christian. Not to say that I'm a, I'm, I'm a, sorry, I'm a follower of Jesus. Or the fact of, I just do things differently. I talk about God. You know, you, you, you want to have this conversation. Hey, wh- why did you do that? Well, I, I follow Jesus and he tells me to. Right. You know, it's, it's the same thing we've talked about with uh, Joe and Kimberly. Why are you going to Peru? Because we want to tell people about Jesus. Right. Hey, Tibbs, why are you writing this type of music? Because I want to share God's love through music. Right um you know why are you Paul, doing all what, these different things Paul, Paul, why'd I, you share your terrible story bro why, why did
1: you go to the covid unit because you wanted to love on people you wanted to, try love, to help them with it, exactly people, that's
0: I what mean. you hear of nurses and you hear of beth with her foster kids right. and all and um all these different people we've interviewed and you guys listening as well where's the fact of why are you doing what you're doing well because i love jesus and i want to share god's love with people you right. know evangelism isn't that hard when you just share your story it's not right. a walk around with chick tracks on a very specific day and time and go to the mall and just I, sit down with people awkwardly yeah. and talk with them. I mean, I, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what people want to do, but right. the church wants to make evangelism moments and evangelism like, programs it's, and it's, evangelism events rather than I, I'm all for outreach events. Like, Hey, let's get together to go out into our community and do stuff with community. Well, it's I'm this, all on board it's for this that. simple.
1: All right. If, if you're talking to somebody, it could be so simple. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. I won't, I had a conversation with a guy and he asked me what my thoughts were about politics. Oh boy. And all I did was tell him, "Hey, look, as a Christian, um I'm called to pray for my leaders." He didn't know I was a Christian, but I said, yeah, "I mean, we don't talk much. I just it was a guy at work and I ran into him and I was like, "We we don't uh I I'm not supposed to hate. I'm supposed to love." I said, "I'm going to pray for my leaders," I said. Um God has placed him in the office for his purposes and I support God. (laughs) Hmm. I said, so I'm going to pray that whatever God's will is, it be done. And, and that's where I left it. He was like, kind of like taken back. And I was like, it was just that easy. Share your faith that way. Just, this is what my perspective is as a Christian. You didn't slam it down anybody's throat. You just, you had the opportunity. So you took it. Right. Exactly. And, And that's what Mark, I think you're talking about is you don't have to go like trying to create opportunity, just be open and willing when the opportunity arises to discuss your faith, mm-hmm. talk about your faith, share your faith, and I think that's what you're. Yeah, saying. Yeah, well, you see that
0: the Apostle Paul when he was before, right. um, oh. well, he went to Athens before he went to Ephesus, right? And they and, said, and, and they gave him the opportunity, right. and he's like, hey, well, you, you see that too? Let me tell you about it real quick, right? But I was thinking before, um, oh, uh, not Herod, who was the king that he appeared before, King Agrippa. Yeah, a grip, and him. he was able to give a defense, right? And and that's what you know. Going back to we talked about this last episode back in First uh, Peter, Second Peter. Um, I'm trying to remember the verse, um, but basically the idea of always be prepared to give a defense for your faith for the hope that you have. I mean, you know, as Christians, there's going to be times where people call upon, "What hope do you have?" In Jesus, and you're able to give that that answer because it always says, always be prepared. 1 Peter 3.15. 1 Peter 3.15, it says, always be prepared to give account for the hope that yep. you have.
1: In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you
0: have. But, but do this in gentleness and in respect. So, that's all I got, man. So when it comes I, to I, focusing on you know the Dana Church trying to reinvent the wheel... Um, you know, I think in some contexts we do need to invade those spaces to reach those spaces and we need to love and we need to reach out and we need to do certain things. But if we create these false idols of, well, we have to have this board and we have to have this program. We've always had this program because why? Well, because it's just what we do versus no, what, what, what should we be doing when it comes to regards to Christianity?
1: My, uh, my final thoughts are similar to yours a little bit. I, I think first you should focus on. On um, God and His ways, in, in your spare time, in your quiet time, um, and then after that, as far as loving others, don't you don't have to force situations. You just mm. have to be ready for situations. For anybody who asks, you know, be ready to give an account. Uh, give give your story and how you came to know Christ. Um, share that, that's I mean, share the gospel that way. You don't have to share well, so this verse says this, <laughs> this verse says this. Yeah, because that's not what people are really, I mean, yes, they'll listen to it, but they're not going to get the most out of it. They're I mean, get the Stephen most. Stephen
0: didn't rip out scripture
1: numbers. He was just, this is Jesus. Right, yeah, this is who Jesus is. This is the Jesus that I know, and he gave his testimony. Mm-hmm. That's how he shared the gospel, and you can know him too. Like, <laughs> this is how, all you have to do. Like, it's pretty simple. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I think that, um, just being ready to to share your testimony with people is the best thing you can do. And something that's really helped me this year, I used to be scared to death to talk to people about, about my faith. And what's Mr. Helped, introvert over here? Yeah, what's helped me is um, praying for boldness, mm. asking God for boldness. It's nothing that I do; it's not my boldness. Um, I'm a coward. <laughs> I'm a coward without God. God gives me the boldness. And so, if if you lack that boldness, ask. Ask
0: it to God. So that's kind of my final thought, man. I like that. And, you know, I didn't, um, I'm terrible with the passage too. I mean, we've we've talked about it multiple times, but Acts 4, verses 23 through 31, after, you know, Peter was locked in jail, I think maybe John 2, they released him and they said, hey, you can go to Don't Talk About Jesus Anymore. After they beat him. After they beat him, threw him in jail, they let him go. And what did the church do? They didn't pray for, oh, oh, stop the persecution. Oh, like, you know, go don't take straight, away our rights. Straight back don't, to the synagogue. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> silence me. Don't, right. don't kick me off Facebook. Where happened to parlor? Like, they didn't do that. What right. did they pray for? No, they prayed for boldness. Right. And, and, it, and they went right back to the synagogue. Right. The very same day. The very same day. And they preached Jesus. Right. Loudly and boldly. And they prayed for that boldness. Right. So I think That's a good way to end it. And all so. about what 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 do we need to do to refocus as the church is, focus on Jesus and pray for boldness and, and
1: pray for boldness. Yeah, I, I like it.
0: Time for fun, fun facts with <laughs> My dude. So, oh. I I don't know why I ask you this anymore. What's the fun but part? do you have a fun yeah. fact? To end this wonderful episode that we said was going to be short, but it's not. We're like, yeah, we think we do this about 25 minutes. We're at an hour. It's like, oh, okay. my bad people's my bad. He yeah. got to wake up at 3 a.m. And it's already 3.30, 3.30, 39. It's, it's 9 p.m. Yeah. And so I got a half
1: hour drive back to the house too, but that's all right. You Goodness. Know, but my cool. dude, so to end
0: this beautiful conversation. Wow. You squeaked a little. I bit. I know I did. I, I stretched my back and it made me like, I'm stretching my back and my shoulder. And it made me go. <laughs> but do you have a fun <laughs> fact for us? To end this wonderful episode on, I do have a fun fact. Oh, give it to us! Uh, talk about it. Talk about it. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> I'm done.
1: <laughs> RTC family and Mark, did you know a bolt of lightning contains enough energy to toast a hundred thousand slices of bread? If you consider that each bolt of lightning contains more than five billion joules of energy, which is a measurement of energy. The uh, the then the average one thousand watt two slice toaster could be powered for uh, could be powered for eighty four thousand minutes with just one strike. That's enough time to toast about a hundred thousand slices of bread, bagels, English muffins, or whatever you prefer.
0: And people live through lightning strikes. They get toasted, <laughs> but but people have walked away from being struck by lightning. Yeah, I know it's nuts. But so moral of the story is, you probably should still not stick a knife in a toaster, or stick an umbrella
1: up in the air with a lightning storm, or anything metal. The probably not a good the idea.
0: the whole story with Ben Franklin and the kite and the key wasn't that like, was that real? I have no. I, for some idea. reason, I just heard recently. I thought someone made that up. I don't. It I don't could remember. be. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that'll be a fun fact on a different episode about the the. Or maybe the our height.
1: viewers can comment and let us know Ooh, whether they think it's yeah. a real or Please not. Please
0: email me. I need to be educated sometimes because I sometimes. just don't know. I don't know things. We don't know everything. No, but you know what I do know? I know that the people can reach out to us oh. literally at any point. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. You can reach us still at Twitter. Twitter. We do have a parlor account. We do.
1: We, we do. I don't know how much longer Parler is going to be around, but we do have a Parler account. It's a Real Talk Christian podcast. Uh, you can reach us at Real Talk Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. You can also go to the merch store. As you see, I'm wearing the winter line. You um, look good in the winter line, bro. I bought my whole family something Dude, it, in the winter I'm, line. Th-
0: this idea, uh, you came up with the idea. Well, I just, you, you I just jumped on Photoshop. But yeah, you, you came up with the idea, but it looked good. It's a good winter line. It good. And next year,
1: we'll have to start planning for a different winter line. So this is like a one-time 2020, 2021 Winter line because the 21 22 season might may be a little different. So, jump online and check out the merch store before you, it's too late. You can get just about anything that your little heart desires.
0: <laughs> I uh, love
1: it. If you want the coffee mug, you have to get a hold of us directly, or if you're willing to buy some coffee, um, get a hold of you us. Hear that? We don't charge. That's the it. sound of coffee. We don't charge that anything good. to really make profit. It's whatever the cost is to us. It's we, just fun, man. We, we sell like it having to our you GC for family. the same cost that it cost us, and so. Um, and it's a really yeah.
0: easy way to advertise. Real Talk Christian Podcast exactly. for us. So if you want to help us out and help us do a little
1: advertising, uh, get a hold of us. We we'll ain't s- gonna complain. Well, yeah, not at all. So, uh, yeah, you can give us a call at 574-400-5352 or shoot us a text or whatever
0: you prefer. So I absolutely love it. Hey, and just as a reminder, if you're still listening to us, Andy or Andy's son, email us with your contact information. We'll send you out a mini swag bag Definitely. for both of you guys. But, hey, until next time, take it easy.